What's up, everyone? You are listening to Serving Tea, a podcast where we talk about all things tennis and more. We are your hosts, me, Jackie Fitz. And to the left of the couch, we have Zaina Zaki. Fitz, what is the tea on this beautiful fall Sunday afternoon in New York City? Boy, do we have some tea to spill. We will be talking about the Labor Cup, a tournament that just ended in Boston. We're going to be talking about two golden slams that happened at the U.S. Open this year. And then also the tournament in Indian Wells where the quality starts tomorrow, Monday, and the main draw starts on Wednesday. And before we get started, quick question. What what celebrity would you want to play tennis against? I would absolutely love to play tennis. Who do you think? Against Zico Zaki. (laughs) Because if you don't watch FBI on CBS, tune in Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. There you go. That's an incredible subtle plug. <laughs> Who would I want to play with? Who would you want to play with? You know, I would love to play with Dave Portnoy. Dave, why? Do, do I, I don't know if he would play tennis, though. I don't know. What do you think? But I think his best shot, though, would be the slice. Why is that? I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, one bite, one slice. <laughs> You know what I mean? Everyone knows the rules, Dave. Everyone knows the rules. Dave, let's get you on the pod. Let's play some tennis. You know, why not? Ready? Let's get it cracking. So, first topic of the day. Z, what is the tea on the Labor Cup? The Laver Cup, named after legend, Australian tennis player, Rod Laver. Legend. Absolute legend. So the tournament's played a little bit differently than your typical Grand Slam or typical ATP 1000 title, where it just takes place over three days. So first day was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Consists of two teams, Mm -hmm. Team Europe and Team World. Team Europe consisted of Zverev, Rublev, Medvedev, Tsitsipas, Berrettini, and Rude. All six players ranked within the top ten. I mean, and this is also – so Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic are usually on one team, right? Yep. Because that's Team oh. Europe. Yep. Europe is just – it's crazy. It's, it's just stacked right now. <laughs> it's, it's right so now. Stacked. Yeah, it's stacked right now. But also, sorry, real quick. Mm-hmm. So it's a three-day tournament. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It kind of reminds me of, like, you know, the old USTA tournament. Saturday, oh, Sunday, Monday. If you made it to Monday, you know you are a champ. Oh, yeah. And, like, oh, my God. You, oh, you yeah. <laughs> I mean, I – typically in juniors, you know, it was like Friday was a good night for me. Usually mm-hmm. it was like one round Friday. Yeah. Saturday was two mon- rounds. You started Friday? Oh, yeah. It was Friday, Saturday, Sunday for me. Did really? Did you go to Mondays? Oh, my God. We started Saturday and then it would go to Monday. Interesting. Really? Okay. Maybe that's just like a Florida region thing. Yeah. Because Middle States, it was definitely Friday to Sunday. But if we had like a level one or national, yeah, yeah. obviously it went into the week and it was played a little bit differently. Oh, that's so yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. The more is. you know. The more you know. <laughs> but that was Team Europe, Team World, Augur Aliasim, Schwartzman, Isner, Kyrios, Opelka, and Shalpavlov. Mm. So. Obviously a stacked team as well, but Europe just had, you know, top 10 players. So Team Europe won the Labor Cup, and this was the fourth consecutive year that they have won. So since inception back in 2017, Europe has won 
every single year. And I know with the players that we just mentioned, Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, all being on one team. Yeah. I mean, has Djokovic played? He didn't play this year. I believe he's played before. I think he, yeah, I think he has. Okay. I think just my what I remember is when Federer and Nadal played doubles together. Okay. That, that's like my distinct memory of Labor Cup is just like seeing all the highlights from that. That was so cool. Right. I'd love to see that again. Oh my God. Oh my God. It will happen. It, it will happen. It if will happen. I was, Let's if manifest I, it. If I watched that doubles match, I think I would have died. My life would be complete. Roger and oh my God. Roger Fair. and Nadal. I always say oh, on I the same say, team. Yeah. Crazy. That'd be insane. So the way Labor Cup works, so it's the three-day tournament. Each day you have three singles matches and one doubles match. The goal is to get to 13 points first for your team. Okay. So on Friday, how the point system is structured is each win mm-hmm. is one point. On Saturday, each win is two points. And on Sunday, each win is three points. I didn't know that. Yeah. So Team Europe comes out and wins the first eight matches. Oh, really? On like the, f- or the, the first? So the first day they completely swept. The second day, the U.S. men, the doubles. doubles. The doubles. So it was Isner and Shalpavlov yeah. won the oh, second day. Okay, I remember seeing that. Everyone was like, Isner played like lights out tennis or something. I'm Incredible. sure Shalpavlov did too, but that's, I remember just like seeing Yeah. That. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, obviously I'm not on the men's Isner circuit at all. more doubles. Seriously, his serve is kick ass. So. He really is. He. I feel like Isner should really play some doubles. I mean, I feel like he would make it really far. Oh, yeah. And the thing too, so how the tournament's structured as well is every third set is a 10-point tiebreaker. So you're not fully playing out the third set, which I feel can I mean, 10-point tiebreakers for me back in juniors, back in college, always made it so much harder. Third sets are like survival of the fittest. I feel mm-hmm. like you could throw two, I don't know, two missed returns in a 10-point tiebreaker. I'm not saying it's all over, but like, Oh yeah, you it's know a what game. I mean? it, it's you have to like there that is a time for no mistakes at all. Ten point tiebreak is like laser focus. Oh yeah. I mean, we talked about last week when we were talking about how the game of tennis, it's a matter of points yeah, a, that separate the winner from the loser. Yeah, and then also in college tennis for doubles, it's one set to six, no ad. Yeah. No ad. The deuce points are literally everything. It could be a let cord that where your opponent hits the top of the net and then it rolls over. That could be the difference. It could be five, four deuce. That is a set point, but it's also a break point. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know if that's, I don't know the reason why they're doing a 10 point tie break. I'm just not sure that's like the whole structure of the tournament, but yeah. I feel like I would at least like to see them play three sets. Yeah. Personally. I mean, that's how every other tournament structured. Yeah. The grand slam, of course, for the men is best of five, but mm-hmm. always full sets for yeah. the last set because of how important each point is in a 10-point tiebreaker. It could be totally swung one way or the other. And six of the nine matches that Mm -hmm. were actually fully played out went to a 10-point tiebreaker. Oh, wow. So, And they do they all go to so Team Europe? all of them, except for one, went okay. to Team Europe. So Team World, so the match with Isner right. and Shapovalov, won 10-1 in their 10-point oh tiebreaker, which oh, that's the best feeling. Oh. You completely stomp on someone See, that's in a 10-point tiebreaker. See, that's the thing. It's like, if you play really well on 10-point tiebreaker, yeah. you're just like, I love this. But then it goes the complete opposite way. It's like, It's oh, tough. God. It's tough, as is life, right? So <laughs> I – so. Th- 
very tough, very yeah. competitive matches, even though the end score went to Team Team Europe mm-hmm. 14-1. So it looks it, like they completely smashed it out of the park. And but- it goes to show you, it's like it's tennis is, again, it's about points. Mm-hmm. With six out of the nine matches were 10-point tie breaks. So that shows you that each match, both teams won a set against each other. Yeah. So, again, it's a matter of points. That's the only – you know, it's just uh, yeah, the, the matches weren't they? It's not like they were just like blown out of the water. It was ten point tie breaks, and that was a signing set. I wonder what the scores would have been if they played a full three set. Oh yeah, I mean, like you said, it's survival of the fittest, right? Yeah. When you go into a third set, it's about getting. I feel like it's easy for. I mean, they're used to playing five set matches. Mm-hmm. You know, it's but oh, but yeah. you know, it is. It's like it's survival of the fittest. But yeah, I would like to. I like to see that rule change, right? And. So John McEnroe actually, so he was the coach of Team World, and then Beyond Borg is the coach of Team Europe. And John McEnroe was saying at the end of the Labor Cup, he was pretty vocal about like the decline in men's tennis in the United States. So he was saying as he was growing up, I mean, obviously he was a legend. As we were growing mm-hmm. up, there was Agassi, there was um no courier, Sampras. Yeah, Sampras, Courier, Agassi. So there's been 18 years since a male from the United States has won a Grand Slam, and the last one was Andy Roddick Mm -hmm. back in 2003. And he was just saying that we could do a better job of promoting it in the States. And and Um, this is what John was saying this after the Labor Cup in an interview? They lost, yeah. After they lost in an interview, because even the two members, there's only two men from the United States on the Labor Cup team. John Isner ranked 22 in the world. Mm -hmm. Riley Opelka ranked 19 in the world. Which are so good rankings, but like, what you were saying though, six out of the or the each player on Team Europe, that was six of the top ten players, yeah, right? Yeah, everyone was in the top I 10. I mean, that that's just I mean, nineteen in the world and twenty one in the world is unreal. But mm-hmm. like if you're just comparing that, I mean, yeah, he, he does have he definitely has a point. Exactly. And personally with the Labor Cup, I know it's been around for a little bit, but I'd like to see women get added to yes. that. Yes. Either would you want it to have be a different tournament or all mixed together. So I honestly would like to see it mixed together. That'd be fun. I think like just adding like a mixed doubles portion to it. So it's yeah. like the women have their own matches, the men. Exactly. And then you can have the mixed doubles because it comes right after the US Open where there is mixed doubles. So it's like carry yeah. that energy. And when we're talking about John McEnroe saying there's a decline in women or in mm-hmm. men's tennis yeah. in the United States, I think it's the complete opposite for the females. Like yeah. I think when I'm watching the U.S. Open, I see more about the women in our country in this mm-hmm. sport, and they have such exciting storylines. Yeah, you want to talk even about just golf. Like, like, yeah, Coco Goff and Katie McNally, they are – I mean, they're American players, so they're like 18 years yep. old. They made it to the finals of the U.S. Open for doubles. Mm-hmm. And they lost in three sets, I think, to Sam Stozer and – I can't remember her partner's name off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they made it to the finals of the women's doubles, which it's incredible. Just yeah. to show you how de- how how much more depth there is right in now. women's tennis for, from the United States, and I feel that you know if women played in the Labor Cup, there would be more buzz around it, just because there's yeah. not that many top players that are men in the United States That's right a good now. Point. I would love so, to see that. Uh, yeah, that would be amazing. Guys, come on, we got to do it. We got to do know. it. But. That, for me, is yeah. all the tea on the Labor Cup. Should we yeah. move to the next topic? We should. Let's do it. 
So Fitz, what is the T on the Golden Slams? So the Golden Slams, there were two Golden Slams that happened at this past year's U.S. Open. So first things first, Djokovic, what you might have heard about was he was trying to achieve the Calendar Slam. There's a difference between the Calendar Slam and the Golden Slam. The Golden Slam is when you win all four majors in the same year. So the four majors there, the first one is Australian Open in January. It starts off the year. It might be like one or so tournaments before that. And then there's a French Open, which is in May, which is in Paris. Then there's Wimbledon in July. And then the U.S. Open, which is in New York and goes from the end of August into September. And then you also have to win uh, the Olympics. So that is why it's called the Golden Slam. And it's not as common as a calendar slam because why the Olympics happen once every four years. So that is the Golden Slam. And then the Calendar Slam is all four Grand Slams in one year, but without the Olympic gold medal. And Djokovic did not medal at this past year's Olympics. So what happened at the U.S. Open? So there were two Golden Slams that happened. So 30-year-old Dylan Alcott of Australia, such big news, becomes the first man in any form of tennis to earn the calendar year gold slam, or excuse me, the golden slam. So he won all four major titles and won the Olympic gold medal. Shut up. That is incredible. I mean, I don't think people understand how hard that is. He has won every single match he's played in in any grand slam and also won the gold medal. That's unbelievable. And he won his finals match at the U.S. Open 7-5-6-2 over Niels Vink of the Netherlands in the quad singles final at the U.S. Open, shout out Dylan, amazing job, incredible, so proud of you. And then after his win, he went to watch Medvedev and Djokovic at Arthur Ashe Stadium. And then I was—that's a match where Medvedev defeated Djokovic, and so he got some TV time on the jumbotron at the U.S. Open. So he, what he did was after, so after Dylan Alcott won, he brought his trophy into the stadium to watch Djokovic and Medvedev play. He had a can of beer with him. This is Dylan Alcott talking. So he had a can of beer, poured it into his trophy, chugged the entire beer. So he poured it into his trophy, chugged the entire thing, then put his trophy upside down on his head. What a legend. And the entire stadium erupted. Oh, my God. Is just crushing it. I'm even thinking about okay, did you see this on ESPN? It was the girl that kept getting filmed at the US Open. Yes, she was chugging all all the drinks and stuff. But Dylan Alcott is out here just chugging his beer from the US Open. The U.S. Open trophy. It's like and the then, Stanley Cup. And then just puts it on yeah. top of his head. I mean, just absolutely crushed it. I yeah. mean, just so exciting to see. And, um, yeah, he was just – there was also another quote that he had talked about after the match. And this is what he had said. He goes uh, – it's very emotional. He goes, I used to hate myself so much. I hated my disability. I didn't even want to be here anymore. And then I found tennis, and it changed and saved my life. I mean, like, I'm not to cry. That is yeah. just – I mean, it's just so amazing what he has accomplished. And he's the first man out of your know, quad singles, regular men's singles, men's doubles, out of the, he's the first person to ever do that. Yeah. Such an accomplishment. And just, oh my gosh, I really, I wish I could like learn how to I know. play, you know? I mean, it looks so I mean, so tennis difficult. movement in, I don't know, it's just, I would love to, love to learn. But yeah, Dylan, amazing job. And then also, Dee Dee DeGroote is the first woman 
to also complete the Golden Slam at the U.S. Open as well. So she won 6-3-6-2 in the finals match, and it was a repeat of the gold medal match in the Olympics of this year, and it was against Yu Kamiji. And so Didi had won 6-3-6-2, so she achieved exactly what also Dylan Alcott did. 6-3-6-2. I mean, she won. But that's a lot of pressure, though. So she had it was the same match as the Olympic gold medal match. Mm-hmm. So I almost think that – so you win the gold medal, and now you ha- you feel like you're on top of the world, but then you just got to do it again a couple weeks later at the U.S. Open, and then you face the same opponent. I've always heard it's – you know, you can beat someone once, but it's almost even harder to beat someone twice. Oh, yeah, because then you go in knowing that you won the last match. So, mm-hmm. again, but this is how I think about this stuff and yeah. what gives me a lot of stress sometimes when I go into play in a situation like that. Because mm-hmm. like, I know I should win. I know I beat you last time. Right. But you got to think that that underdog yeah. is coming in with the game plan to execute and wants to beat you so much more because they don't want you to get the golden slam. Exactly. It's a competition. So exactly. Good for her. 6362 is like a handley yeah. win. So, I mean, both won straight sets. Dylan won 7562. Didi won 6362. Both achieved the golden slams at the U.S. Open, won all four grand slams, including a gold medal. Absolutely amazing stuff, mm-hmm. Dylan and Didi. So proud of you. Congratulations. Amazing job. But yeah, just wanted to do a great recap of that. It's mm-hmm. absolutely an amazing accomplishment. And we'd love to see them play next year. Yeah. All right. Let next happen. Let's go. So, Z, what is the T on? Indian Wells. The 2021 BNP Paribas Open. So this is a ATP Masters 1000 as well as a WTA 1000 event. So like we said a little bit earlier, it starts tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Qualifications are on Monday and Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And Wednesday begins with the women's singles draw. Mm -hmm. Thursday, the men's start. So this is actually the first time that this tournament has been played in the fall. Because it's usually in March. It is. So the past two – so obviously March 2020, we weren't having any tennis tournaments. Mm-hmm. And then earlier this year, they made the decision to then push it later, later. Okay. instead of missing the tournament two years in a row. So – a few of the stars aren't going to be attending as well as like the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. So Roger won't be there. Nadal's not going to be there. Team who won it last year isn't mm-hmm. going to be there. I think his wrist he, is still- He won any Wells last year too? Yeah. Or sorry, not – yeah, 2019. The, so the last time. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, the last time that it was played. And then Djokovic are not going to be in attendance. Interesting. And God, I wonder who's going to win. The see, I was going to say that if we learned anything from the U.S. Open, not having a star-studded <laughs> like not deep having the draw, big three yeah, in the, the draw big. really just opens it up for everyone. Seriously, it's going to be such exciting matches. I can't mm-hmm. wait to start watching. Um, Serena's not going to be in the tournament as well. And then I just saw news that Sabalenko tested positive for COVID. So she won't be playing So either. she won't be playing either. And she made it pretty far, I think, in the U.S. Open too. Yeah, she ended up losing to Emma. I think it was Emma. Yeah. Maybe like quarters, I think. Yeah, she lost to Emma like yeah. pretty handily. Round of 16 or quarters, I think. But that's, again, that's – no, yeah, that really opens up the draw also on the woman's d- side. Yeah. Any, and pr- any predictions? So, well, what's so exciting 
is Kim Kleisters is going to be playing. Let's go. I absolutely love her. Former world number one, four-time Grand Slam singles champion, and two-time Indian Wells champion. Really? Going to continue her career comeback. She's amazing. At at the first ever fall edition of this tournament. So Unreal. She – I mean, she's been – out of the sport for seven years now. Really? Yeah, and decided that, to come back. Isn't that exciting about tennis? Is that like it really is a lifelong sport? Mm-hmm. And I and she was just she was number one, she number one like, in the world, number one, number in, the one world. in the world. And she takes whatever seven years off. I think and she also had a kid. Yep. How, I think she has one or two kids. Now, uh, I don't know. That's right, but um. But I remember, like, she – so I grew up, Mm -hmm. and she was at Radley Run Country Club, which is a country club that I always went to play tennis there. Shout out to Radley Run. She actually went there and was teaching and hitting with everybody. And my coach, Blake, actually hit with her, took pictures with her. Didn't you say you met Kim before? Yes, at a – it was in my – at the Miami Sony Erickson Open. Okay. So, so nice. So that's so great to see – her She's, back in the draw, having a wild card. Yep. So she has Kim, the wild card. Kim, we cannot wait to see you. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. She was one of my favorite players. Um, so Kim has a wild card, and then Murray also has the wild card gotcha. as well. So hopefully, there's no issues with Murray and Sissy. I would love to see a rematch <laughs> of Murray and Cece Poss. That would be. I might. You know, I would just. I'd love it. I would love to fucking see that. That'd oh be my amazing. gosh! Absolutely. So. So Murray's there. Jack Sock was given one as well. Mm-hmm. Brooksby. I mean, a, a, a number of 18-year-olds that is- in this draw this year. Yeah. Um, and then even on the women's side, so McNally, who we just mm-hmm. talked about. And McNally and, yeah, McNally and Goff made it to the finals of the U.S. Open doubles. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be an exciting, exciting tournament to watch. I'm really – I'm happy that it's taking place this year because I was yeah. worried that it was going to get pushed again. So. I wonder if they're going to keep this, though, if they're going to keep it in the fall because are they going to have it? I feel like that would be a pretty quick – I mean, not like a quick turnaround, but mm-hmm. like if they're going to have it this year at this time and then also again in next year in 2022 in March, which is when it usually is. Yeah, I think they're keeping it in March. Yeah. But one of the things that they're looking out for this year, because it's in the desert, it's mm-hmm. still going to be hot, they're pushing for more night matches. Okay. Just because, again, they're the not heat. trying to – the heat. The I mean, heat, yeah. It gets – I mean, I think the heat index is always over 100. The desert is absolute. I mean, it's actually – okay, I have a funny story. Yeah. So – so my older brother used to live in LA uh-huh. and I remember 4th of July, he's like, wow, oh, I have this crazy deal in Palm Springs. Like, let's go out there. Um, and the reason why there was a crazy deal at this hotel was because it was the 4th of July in the middle of the desert. So it gets so hot out there. I'm happy that they're looking out for the players. Yeah. More night matches. I also remember just the Australian Open in January. It's always, they always have the temperature of on the court, mm-hmm. they always like have that up, and it's always over a hundred. Oh my god! Always so, the court's always so much hotter. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's on a hard court; it's ten degrees warmer yeah. than a clay court. So it's crazy. It's gonna be interesting stuff. Oh my gosh! I mean, who do you think is gonna win this year's BNP Paribas Open? Indian Ooh. Wells. I call it Indian Wells. Who do I think is gonna win? Mm-hmm. Let's um on the men's side. Um, man. I mean, God, Zverev is playing well. Mm-hmm. Felix is playing well. I don't know. I'd and l- then woman's side? I mean, 
Team Layla and Team Emma. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see Sitsy Paws. Also, Danielle Collins. I w- she's playing so well, especially on hardcore, too. She won two hardcore tournaments or two tournaments in general in a row um, for this year. So I- I'd love to see Danielle win, too. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to see Sitsy Paws win. And I really, I hope Andrescu and Emma are on opposite sides of the draw yeah. because I would love to see them meet in the finals. I love Andrescu as well. And I know she had a touch. She lost in three sets, night match. She's been injured. Yeah, Yeah. injured on and off too. But I remember her run back in 2019. She won uh, Indian Wells and Mm -hmm. then she went and won the U.S. Open. So, I mean, she's an incredible tennis player and I would love to see her play Emma. And honestly, I don't know who I would want to win that match. I know. It's so tough. It's tough. You have Andrescu who's coming back from, you know, a long break from tennis because of injuries. And then you also have Emma who's just climbing the rankings like crazy and is just doing so well. So I don't know. You know, may may the best player win. Seriously. Alrighty. Alrighty, folks. Thank you so much for tuning into episode two. We will have another episode out next week. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone.